0: The 14-day scanning-free and calibration-free Cybionics GS1 CGM aims to deliver reliable, seamless diabetes management experiences. For more, check out cybionicscgm.com. How's it going? It's Owen here, and this is a bite-sized episode of the Insulone Podcast, Redefining Diabetes. Every week, we'll dip back into the episode archive and get you to think and reflect once more about some of the things we've learned from the podcast over the last few years. It could be some diabetic wisdom, advice, a great guest, or even a hypo story. So enjoy this bite-sized episode of the Insulone Podcast. Pasta and rice are two very, very popular carbohydrate sources. And I think, not even just in the diabetes world, I think just as a whole, rice and pasta kind of get a bad rap. And people think that Pasta and rice are going to make you fat or make you gain weight. That is just not the case. There seems to be this universal opinion that carbohydrates make you fat. That is just not true. What matters is your total daily calorie intake. And one gram of carbohydrate equals four calories. One gram of protein equals four calories. One gram of fat equals nine calories. So you can be eating the same amount of protein as you are carbohydrate, and they can be equal to the same calories. So, people think that if I eat a low carb diet, I'm gonna lose weight. You will lose weight if you're in a caloric deficit, but that's a different thing. So, <laughs> carbs, <laughs> carbs are something I enjoy eating. I do always adhere to a relatively low carb diet because that works for me. And more often than not, the less carbs you eat, the less insulin you will require because. Carbohydrate is the main macronutrient that will basically force your pancreas to secrete insulin, to counteract that blood sugar spike. But if you are diabetic, obviously you need to take insulin externally. So with brown and white pasta, nutrition-wise, they're almost identical. But for a diabetic, I would always tend to go for whole grain or whole wheat option because the fiber content is a lot higher and because of that high fiber content it's going to slow down digestion and basically will result in a slower more delayed spike so you can kind of spot it before it happens whereas if you eat loads of white rice you'll spike pretty fast after it and you'll find it difficult to counteract that sudden rise so generally when you speak of carbohydrates with diabetes It's always the best option to go for something which is called low glycemic carbohydrates. So, that basically means low glycemic is basically the relative ranking of carbs in the food according to how they will affect your blood sugar. So, if something is low on the glycemic index, that basically means that there's going to be a slower release of that carbohydrate. So, you won't get a crazy spike where you're kind of lost at what to do. So generally, whole grain and brown rice and or pasta are always the, the better option to go for. In a typical meal, how many grams of carbohydrates in terms of pasta and rice would you have? I would have the same amount each time I'm eating it. So A lot of the time with diabetes, there's a lot of trial and error with it. So you can eat a certain food and you will eat it. You'll take insulin and then, say, an hour and a half, two hours later, you will check your blood sugar to see if you've taken enough insulin. Now, if you eat something and then an hour and a half or two hours later, you see your blood sugar is too high, that will mean that the next time you eat it, you will need more insulin. And then if you ate that meal and an hour or two later you went low, that would prove that you took too much insulin. So I always say to people, if you're living with diabetes, it's important to live consciously with the food that you eat. So instead of getting up, eating your breakfast, eating your lunch, eating your dinner, having a couple of snacks, and checking your blood sugar at the odd time, Live consciously in terms of the food that you eat, and what I mean by that is take a mental or a physical note of the food that you're eating, the carb count in it, the insulin that you needed for that meal, so that you know for tomorrow or the next day or a week down the line that okay, I had 50 grams of pasta and I took three units of insulin but my blood sugar was slightly high so this time I eat it I'm going to take four units of insulin so for you to consciously be aware of the dose that you're taking for a certain meal is really 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 important for your overall diabetes health and going going into the future. Uh, we've kind of touched on some healthy foods fruit of course being healthy pasta and rice are good for you as well and you kind of need them but let's Kind of talk dirty food, (laughs) the likes of pizzas, Chinese, and takeaway. Getting into the good stuff because, of course, you got to treat yourself every now and again. Of course, you do, as I do. So, tell us about that. If you're, it's a Friday night and you're ordering a takeaway pizza, Chinese. How will you prepare, and how will they affect your blood sugars? See, it's it's funny when if you if you get a pizza or you get a Chinese or something like that with diabetes it's a whole ordeal and it's like you need (laughs) you need to prepare you need to know you need to know how you're going to tackle this whole thing how you're going to respond and react for the hours after you eat this meal so i remember like chinese food has always been my my favorite food to eat, and we used to always get a chinese every friday even after i got diabetes because i was like oh i love it and it's something that I look forward to. So I'm just going to do it. And I remember this was kind of before I was living as consciously, let's say, with my diabetes. So I used to eat a Chinese, I'd take my insulin, and my blood sugar would go low. I would treat that low blood sugar. And then for like two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve 10, 11, 12 hours afterwards, My blood sugar would just keep spiking. And this happened a few times. And I was like, why does my blood sugar act this way? It goes down, up, down, up, 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 up. And I was like, why is it Chinese food that is doing this to me? I then obviously wanted to figure out what was happening because you would eat this Chinese food, you'd go low. And then because you were going high for so long after, you wouldn't sleep properly that night. And then you'd wake up the next morning and your blood sugar would probably still be high. So I was like, I need to make a change if I want to confidently eat Chinese food. So I looked into it, and it's actually something called the pizza effect, right? So let's just use a pizza for namesake. So the pizza effect is basically outlining the reaction in your body if you have diabetes and you eat pizza. So when you eat a pizza, there are are huge amounts of carbohydrate, huge amounts of fat in that pizza. The fat in that pizza will slow down the rate at which food empties from your stomach into your intestine and then eventually into your bloodstream. So with normal food that digests properly, you'll take your insulin, you'll eat the food, and then hopefully that will kind of keep you in a balance. Whereas When when you eat pizza, because of the fat content, it slows down the release of the carbohydrate, let's say, and the the sugar into your bloodstream. So what was happening to me when I was eating Chinese, I was injecting my fast-acting insulin. That started working in my body 10, 15, 20 minutes after I injected it. I would eat the pizza. My insulin would peak at 60 to 90 minutes, causing my blood sugar to drop. Because of the high fat content in the pizza or the Chinese, nothing would even be released into my bloodstream yet. So it was almost like I was injecting insulin into my body and not eating any food at all because of that delayed release, basically. So you take your insulin, eat your pizza, blood sugar drops, nothing's yet happening in your body. Because your blood sugar dropped, you treat it, then a couple hours. After you eat the pizza, the glucose is released into your bloodstream, causing that spike to go up and up and up and up. And it is a nightmare. The amount of sleepless nights I've had because of that. But if you know how to combat it, basically the two best ways to treat the pizza effect, and I think this is quite relevant now because people around the world are locked indoors and food cravings are probably more active than usual and people are treating themselves which is something you should do but the two best ways to combat this are to either split your insulin dose in two so take half your insulin say before that and then half half an hour or an hour after you eat the food or else completely delay your injection time so it's been a while now but the last time i had a i think it was the last time i had a pizza I ate the pizza and didn't inject myself for like 45 minutes afterwards because I knew it wasn't yet being released into my bloodstream. Thanks for listening to this bite-sized episode of the Insulone Podcast. And if you want to listen to the full episode, you can check it out in the description. Chat to you soon.